This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent. Right, we've had an email come in. We're going to like this one. Okay. It says, Hi Russell and Jay. We have a golden retriever. We are thinking about getting a second dog. Should we get another golden retriever or would it be okay to get a different breed thanks Teresa. uh cool can i tell you a story about Teresa? you can indeed is I this went... podcastable yes it is podcastable i went to school with someone called Teresa wood no joke seriously Teresa. Wood. yeah 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 i got that bit. and <laughs> and don't this is not me trying to be funny at the same school appleton in bentfleet in essex where i, where I grew up there was also a girl called Teresa Green. True, true, true. Both those are true. Anyway, let's get back to Teresa, who's probably not wood or green. I'm not sure what her name is. However, could you answer the question about the dogs? Sorry, I went off on one. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you. Carry on. Okay, thanks, Teresa, for that. That was great. What was the question? What was the point? T- sorry, I should go back. Teresa has a golden retriever. Okay. She's thinking about getting a second dog, and she's asking, should she get the same breed another golden retriever or is it okay to get a different breed i think the question here russell is can different breeds get on and if you have one breed you had for a long time should you just go back because all breeds are exactly the same Uh, i disagree with that very last point that was the point which is why you brought it up yeah cool um the very simple easy answer to this one and i do like simple easy answers is yeah knock yourself out get whatever you want Excellent. Job done. Thanks, Thanks, Teresa. Tune in next week. Go back to my <laughs> yeah. stories at my school, or should we, should we answer this question a bit more in yeah. depth? I suppose we, we could dive in a wee bit. Um, look, I understand we'll, we'll touch on whether it's with specific breeds versus you know mixed breed rescues and what have you. But I do understand from someone like Teresa who's got a golden retriever, and for others that have had specific breeds all their lives. I've got clients that have had Labradors, you know, for, for years and years and years. That's their breed of choice. So, yeah, I totally get the whole, we're going to get another dog. We would just get the same breed. For the most part, you know what you're getting. So if you've got a golden retriever now, if you've had them before, you go and get another one. Within some nominal range of distribution, you're going to get pretty much the same thing. And this comes down to me always saying that when you're in the vets, you see those books where it says Labrador, great with families. Yeah, great with yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's so generic. Yes. So And also, you kind of get a gauge for the the quirks if you like of different breeds so if you've got one again you you know what you're going to get when it comes in the door now there is the obvious part to that is and i bang on a lot about this on this particular podcast about what breeders are doing with their younger puppies but again if you've bought your golden retriever from breeder x you're going back to the same breeder or you've used them before again chances are you're going to have a very similar experience with the new dog as you are with the existing one. If you're going to another breeder or somewhere else, yeah, there could be some bigger differences. I don't mean sort of major, but there might be some subtle, subtle differences, better word. Um, just again, depend on how those dogs and those puppies have been reared at the breeding stage prior to coming to you as an owner. Let me ask you a couple of questions here. First of all, are there any specific breeds that never, ever get on? Possibly, but I couldn't tell you. Okay. I won't ask that question again. Yeah. (laughs) 
Let me ask you another question. Yeah. Hopefully you can answer. No, I mean, look, when it comes to breeds, there's... Okay, it, uh, sorry, before you answer that, yeah. let me, would a, would a Frenchie, yeah. is it okay for a Frenchie to be friends with a Great Dane, you know, yeah. in the concept of yeah, getting on with each other? Bob and Shadow getting on together back in the day. But they're very well-trained dogs by you, Russell, well, from Cameron Point Academy. Is, there is that too. Well, said. thank you very much. Okay, then... I mean, obviously, a French bulldog and an English bulldog would never get on. <laughs> Brilliant. Now we're being xenophobic. <laughs> yeah. I love this bark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. Well, it'd be rude not to throw a Brexit joke in, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but my next point then, if you are looking to get a different breed or any new yep. dog, should you take said golden retriever, Trees golden retriever, to check out the new dog? Okay, so th- that's a better question. But before I get to that bit, in terms of breed specifics, no, it, it doesn't really matter what breed you get. If you've done the work with your ex- existing dog, and you put in the work with your new puppy, you should be fine. There's always going to be a time, and this is part of the issue can be, uh, and this is sometimes why I would sway away from getting the same breed over again. We've got this golden retriever. We've got this Rottweiler, whatever it is. It's amazing. It's the best dog ever. He's just fantastic. Let's get another one. And the second one isn't quite the same. It doesn't fetch like the other one does. It doesn't relax like the other one does. It doesn't run with me like the other one does. There's something that's different and it's now becoming a bit of an issue. You could say that about kids, to be fair. You probably, you possibly could say the same about kids, but far be it for me to do so not having any. But you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so um, so that there is that. Whereas if you went and got a, a completely different breed, you are expecting something different. So if they, they were, if they ended up being so similar that it would, you know, easy together fantastic if one was slightly different you were expecting that little nugget anyway in terms of what i should get yes you obviously want to bear in mind your existing dog but equally what is your lifestyle and we've again talked about this before if the lifestyle that i have is conducive to my golden retriever and i've now gone and brought in a a border collie who's got a little bit more live wire to it Whereas my, and again, it also depends on the age of your other dog. If my golden is five or six, yeah, very happy go lucky, easygoing dog, but perhaps a bit more sedate, a bit more chilled out. And I've now got a, a young border collie puppy that's just doing the zoomies and what have you. Is that conducive to A, the, the dog I've got, but also the lifestyle that I have for myself and with my existing dog? So my question, we'll get to the puppy going, taking the sure. dog to the puppy in a minute. So my question about different breeds was relevant i just want to point out because if you have got a frenchie mm-hmm. and let's say you get a border collie will a frenchie keep up with a border collie throughout and walks yeah it, no i mean they'll want to so it was a good question it was a good question i just wanted to mate you, i am as stunned as all of our listeners are that you've asked a really genuine question for once thanks very much you're welcome so <laughs> let's get back to <laughs> Teresa and her golden retriever um but more so my question about should you take the dog to look at the puppy or where, where does that you know when does the, that that meeting of minds come in um i would wait and i wouldn't worry necessarily about taking my dog to see the puppy um i would worry more about a if i know that that pup has been reared properly and has engaged and met other dogs and been in that sort of uh, social engagement i'm less concerned about what they're going to be like uh, any because i know that my dog or Teresa's dog is perfectly fine um so yeah, for the most part, most people would say, yeah, you would meet them on neutral ground. 
take the puppy out, take the dog out, go and meet somewhere, and then go home from there. And we have done a, a bark cast this before, and I actually I think used we did, it. Yeah. Well, I used it when my dog met the other dog, I mean, Lara. Lara, thank you. You're welcome. I, I, do, <laughs> I do know the dog's name. I yeah. think our listeners don't know Lara. Anyway, we, we had um, a new puppy, and yeah. the puppy then mm. met puppy met Maximus, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah, she just kind of go out for a walk, let them have a sniff, and then end up kind of going home from there. Yeah, and they and in all fairness, that worked really well, because yeah. they are now best of friends. Yeah. Best of friends. So let's just get to the main points, because I think you, you mentioned them earlier, and I think I, I probably glazed mm. over them. The lifestyle that you lead is is a very important thing. I would say so, yeah. Because A, your lifestyle, because if you're very homebound, very relaxed, very sedate and easygoing and just, you know, quite happy to sort of toot around the neighborhood or with your dog and just kind of chill, and that's kind of it, getting something like a German Shepherd or a Border Collie is not going to be very sensible because those are working dogs, they're live dogs, live wide dogs, they need to do stuff and they're going to drive you crazy and tear your house apart. Conversely, if you're you know, very active, you go to the beach, you're know, running around with the kids, you're always out about doing stuff and going places, and you're getting a, you know, I don't know, a, maybe a Frenchie. I mean, to be fair, Frenchies are really good sort of family dogs. Um, but just in terms of, you know, if you, if you want a running companion, you don't get a Frenchie. No, I agree with you. And I was just about to yeah. bring this point up. I'm going back to our Frenchie and um, the great I like I'm Dane. slagging off Frenchies today. No. <laughs> <laughs> but... I remember when we used to walk with um, our friends' Frenchies. Bob yeah. was super active. Yeah. and would be swimming and going yeah. crazy. Whereas the other one, I can't remember its name, sorry. Billy. Sorry? Was it Billy? No. Billy. Yeah. It might have been, yeah. Billy was, the, was more of what we would think a Frenchie would be and wasn't as active. Bob yeah. just was a, an extreme Frenchie. It was probably a, bit, a little bit of a mix of something in there, to be fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just don't tell anyone that bit. That's why he was really tall. That's why he... <laughs> But I'm just saying, so different, I, I know what no, you're saying. But I'm you just... are right. Different breeds had their own different traits and what have you. And if if the dog's general um, persona and traits don't fit in with yours, regardless of whether it's your first dog or second dog or third or what have you, you're going to have some issues. Uh, and again, the, the easy thing for, okay, we live in a hot climate, so it's, it's, that's one thing. You know, if you've gone out and got a Frenchie or, or a pug, and you were looking for that running partner to go up on the trails and do 10, 15K runs with, it's just not going to work. We're mentioning some of our favorite breeds here, aren't we? Exactly. So we yeah, right. beagles next. Yeah, yeah. So, which would be a great companion for said person that wants to go out trail running and being out because there's a super active, got to do something kind of dog. So, yeah. Whereas if you were more home and sedate, I wouldn't have a beagle. So, first of all, check to see what your lifestyle's like. Yep. And then with the second point, what about the dog's attitude? Yeah, same thing. So, um, and again, the, the, the caveat of, you know, my dog is amazing. He's the best thing ever. He's just the most amazing dog. I want to get an identical one. I don't say that to, to stop you going out and getting another golden retriever. I just want you to think about that particular point because the second one is going to be his own or her own individual character. It might end up being very similar in terms of day-to-day that as your existing one might be very, very different or have other differences that you maybe like or don't like. That just, that's luck or, or not, but it's worth thinking about. Of course, the other point is, you know, generally, what is your dog like uh, with other dogs at the moment? Like, do you go to the beach? Do you go to a daycare? Do you, are you out for walks? Do you meet and greet with other dogs? Is your dog very playful? Is your dog, you know, fine with other dogs? As long as they leave me alone, you know, a bit like, 
you know, my dog Sassy, who you've met, she's fine with other dogs as long as they leave her alone. I don't want to play with you. Um, <laughs> she's Bree, fine with everyone as long as they leave yeah, her Bree alone. Yeah, Bree asleep on the sofa here, but he does like to play with other dogs, but he's also very respectful. So knowing a little bit about your dog, bearing in mind you're bringing a puppy into the mix, um, your dog, your existing dog, can be very useful and very helpful in teaching the new puppy some of those um, finer points. You also want to make sure you're spending quality time with the new puppy and this might actually be something for a more separate podcast um rather than if you're just getting the second dog because i need a playmate for my first dog that sends a little alarm bells off in my head because you're straight away saying i don't have the time for my existing dog so we'll get another one in to fill that gap and that can lead to problems sort of down the line it's a very interesting point and it's highlighted a question that's coming to my head which i think you're going to like You've got two in the same podcast, Jay. You're on fire. Well, we don't know yet. I haven't asked <laughs> it. Just, 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 just wait. Yeah. Just wait. When getting another dog, and you, as you said, if it is going to be a puppy, and we don't actually don't know if it's going to be a puppy yeah, or yeah, it's going to yeah. be an older dog, mm. but let's assume it is a puppy. Would there be a jealousy factor coming in, and, and how would you manage that? And, and how would you know your dog could be jealous? It must be. Dogs must get jealous. So uh, that in and of itself was a good question. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, like I said, you're on fire. Can I drop the mic and we just, just finish I now? just finished this now, yeah. <laughs> um, there have been some studies, as, as twee as they kind of are, to look into whether dogs do do jealousy or not. I said do-do. Um, I got it. I just left it because I thought it was a very childish joke. <laughs> yeah. Almost as childish as talking about trees are wood and trees are green. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, yeah, the the general consensus is they don't, view jealousy in the same way that we do they don't have the, that same emotional context of it and they're not necessarily appreciating it in the same way that we view it from a human perspective though yeah whenever you're fussing one dog the other one shoots over we immediately assume oh that one's jealous so i've now got to give you the attention whereas if i kind of say no hold your guns there sausage i'm fussing this one first when i've got time in a minute, I'll give you the attention. And if I make that a consistent structure from the beginning, then that just becomes the normal repetition for the dogs. So in terms of how I would manage the jealousy factor from my existing dog with the new puppy coming in, because of course, new puppy comes in, we're going to be spending lots more time with the puppy. It's all fun and new and all of that. There's the, the obvious connection that we might feel that our existing dog is feeling a bit left out and a bit jealous either keeping itself away because God, I don't want anything to do with that or trying to impose himself more onto us to get in the you know puppy away kind of thing. But as long as you're treating both equally and with the same consistent work, you're not going to have an issue. So this is me giving a treat to my existing dog. This is me giving a treat to my puppy, but I both want you to sit there and just except that the other one can have and, and what have you. Okay, I think you've answered that really well, by the way, but I'm just cutting you off. Amazing, it, thank you. No, no, I know, but I think we should... Because I could go on all day, that's why. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but let's just go back to the, the, the initial question, which was, should Teresa or could Teresa get a different breed? And like, I think the, the easy summary is, yeah. Like I said at the beginning, it doesn't matter whether you get another Golden, whether you get a Frenchie, whether you get a Springer Spaniel or a Great Dane, don't really mind. I'm happy to help and work with any of them. The, the breed, to me, doesn't matter anywhere near as much as perhaps the, the general family dynamic that you have at the moment. Cool. 
Thanks, Russ. You are welcome. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.